0: My taste buds can't imagine a scenario where that <laughs> is enjoyable, but well, I mean sometimes you just you do what you have to do.
1: I will not deem you uninventive for saying that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to Fly Penguins Fly with your friends and mine, Jeff and Jordan.
1: Oh, my goodness. What's up, listeners? A quick note from me, from Jeff Taylor, your co host here on Fly Penguins Fly. This is episode 201. We have cleared the Dos Hondos. Mark, I know that's not proper Spanish or any other language. I come to you live from the studio here in Pittsburgh in the South Hills. You're going to hear a full conversation between Jordan DeFigio and myself, but the conversation happened just before yesterday's Preds game. Everything in it is still relevant, uh, except for the fact that we didn't discuss, of course, the Penguins' heartbreaking, stunning Uh, and controversial loss to the Preds in overtime in Nashville. The refs decided to make it all about the refs from somewhere about the second period onward. The Penguins also didn't convert on their couple of power play chances, but Ryan O'Reilly sets a pick for Sidney Crosby. Granted, Eric Carlson had a hold on O'Reilly's stick. I think it's safe to say O'Reilly was doing everything he could to upset uh, any chance the Penguins had of defending on the play and skating essentially uninhibited into the penguins zone for what ended up being the game winner yeah this this ryan o'reilly sets a pick it's interference that's that's what the that's what actually occurred there are other things that occurred i know right before that he and eric carlson were tied up carlson had a firm hold on o'reilly's stick and ends up skating away with Ryan O'Reilly's hockey stick so a lot of stuff happened there a lot of the replays that you're seeing are coming from an angle that you don't really see what's happening at the Penguins blue line so it's kind of tough to tell on some of those video clips exactly what transpired between Carlson and O'Reilly away from the puck but those are the three key words well (laughs) four key words away from the puck that was the nature of the play O'Reilly ends up making on Sidney Crosby, whether it's incidental contact uh, or very intentional for a Stanley Cup winning player like Ryan O'Reilly, kind of an X-factor guy who has fit in very nice in Nashville, Looks, looks good in a Preds uniform. But that's it. As soon as that goal goes in, the camera cuts away to the Penguins bench and my goodness gracious, Brian Rust with his phenomenal mustache, which has been the star of the show for years now, the rust just looks incredulous, looks flummoxed on the visitor's bench at Bridgestone Arena. For just a moment, it seemed like the refs might have been getting together to talk, but whoever that one referee was, I can't, I can't think of his name offhand But he just, he was the one who got caught on mic saying to Chris Letang, why, you want to join him in the box earlier in the game? For those of you who watched, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That ref really wanted to make the game about himself. Okay, let's get to the conversation that my estimable co-host Jordan DeFigio and I had about all the Penguins hockey that Fly Penguins Fly sort of missed as we did not release an episode during the Thanksgiving week, thanks for your patience. Thanks for sticking with us. Super excited to share this conversation and keep the train rolling through what feels like the dead of winter, but is technically still the autumn. You can follow the show on Twitter at PensPod. Follow me at PensPod underscore JT and Jordan DeFiggio at FidgeNewton. Okay, enjoy the podcast. Uh, okay, how was speaking of good food? How was your Thanksgiving, Jordan?
0: It was, it was good. The Holidays are weird now because they're different in a way that people, none of us really anticipated them being, you know, different. Yeah, yeah. But it was good. My mom and I went to my aunt's house out in Wexford, and we spent the afternoon into the evening with them and had a lot of laughs, ate good food, had good drinks, um... Mm watched nice. football. The, I mean, the football was Oh, the, the football was honestly. great. Was it? Uh.
1: Oh, or, well, I just meant having it on the TV. Oh, having it on, <laughs> I, yes. Sorry. The tradition
0: of it is amazing. The games themselves were-
1: This is a sports podcast. If I say something is great that happens on a sports pitch or on football field, in this case, I should probably mean that it was a competitive game or that something yeah, impressive that happened. It just happened. Yeah, that just happened. So I'll just walk that back sheepishly.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, they were like- Dallas played really well, but it in terms of engaging and entertaining football for people who aren't fans of any of the teams who played, yeah, it was yeah. very mid, and, you know, what are you going to do? But it was good. It was very good. How was yours?
1: It It was cool, you know, being with my family. I have a really lovely extended family. Spent some time with Ashley's folks on one of the days, and on the other day, it was my mother and my grandmother, who is 88, 89, 89. Hi, grandma. Sometimes grandma listens to the podcast. So love that. All that trash talking about her we were doing, we should probably cut that out. Cut it out. (laughs) Sorry, grandma. (laughs) Didn't mean it. One of my brothers, the one who just had a child was was not in attendance. They are going to come up for, uh, they live in Texas. They're going to come up for Christmas. So that's actually when I'll meet my niece. Would have liked to have gotten down there for, you know, an even more nascent visit, you know, like when she was like real little. But it's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. And she was born right in the throes of that panic stuff I was going through earlier in the year. So wasn't jumping on any airplanes at that time. So we're gonna see how how the Christmas uh, visit goes. Thanksgiving was great, Mom. Excellent, excellent dinner. She does not listen to the podcast, so that's that's just talking into the wind. Well, let's let's get to some recent Penguin stuff, and I, by that I just mean the last couple of games. Full disclosure: yep. over the Thanksgiving break, I did as much as I possibly could to have my phone in my lap while pretending to listen to family stories <laughs> and and watch. Um, Oh, there you are. Gotcha, gotcha. Um,
0: so that's my AirPods. Something's up with the connection from this mic to.
1: I think it'll be it's cool. Just a signal. When we switch right. sound sources like that, I, I personally, as a podcast listener, that's a fun moment for me as a listener. So I hope.
0: All right. Well, then we're gonna we're just gonna say goodbye to that, and we'll go with the AirPods yeah. for the rest of it.
1: Load um, and load then- that computer into Torpedo Tube Six. <laughs>
0: I spin hate up,
1: it, <laughs> spin up so computer. much.
0: <laughs> and you know what? So much of it is probably my own. I, I did it to myself because I just—it's yeah. one of those things where you're like, eh, yeah, it's fine. What? How? How could this be hurting it? Really?" And yeah, then right. you do that enough times with a computer, and the computer's like, "You've hurt me." Yeah. Like
1: this is past your, the
0: point of no return.
1: This is your computer's jilted. Lovers love song for you. Yep. This is like you ought to know by your computer to you
0: Yeah, keeps flipping me the bird by the way whatever. Yeah,
1: Alanis Morissette Mm-hmm. I was in a YouTube hole the other day and stumbled into like a Alanis Morissette on the Howard Stern show from around 2019 or something Performing you ought to know the big single that kicked off her career. Yes. Can I just say I already knew and thought that Alanis Morissette was an amazing singer.
0: Mm -hmm. Holy
1: smokes. The level of power and control, her tone. She's still singing that single from the early 90s in the same key, hitting all the same notes, very little to no strain on her face. She's impressive she's just she's just a master ridiculous yeah crazy uh we're, we're oh, anyway, yeah. the penguins.
0: penguins yeah so yeah. I last think couple games
1: th- the the game that they dropped to the sabers is what stands out really i wish i could say it was the triumphant victory over the leafs that that sabers game was what was my takeaway from the mm-hmm. from the Thanksgiving week. What what about what about you?
0: Yeah, and I was actually at both games. So I traveled oh. to Buffalo with friends. We went to that game and then came home oh. and the game <laughs> Saturday was part of my package. So I was there. Then that's
1: what this um, episode is. Jordan, just take us take us into Key Bank Arena and and it's KeyBank Bank Key Bank Arena, right?
0: KeyBank thanks I think to it's you center.
1: and your typo. Yeah, I know
0: whatever the. Hell oh, so I, I, I call screwed it.
1: KeyBank <laughs> Key Center. Sorry, Sabres fans. I mean, no KeyBank is,
0: Key is the more critical part, arguably, right. of the name Perhaps. than whatever it, whether it's a center or arena. Right. Um, because it's technically an arena. But anyway, we digress. Um, was
1: this your first honest, Sabres uh, home game?
0: Yes, it was. I've only. Uh, prior to that game, I had only ever been to Amelie in Tampa. Yeah. That was the other arena that I have, I've been to and traveled to see penguins games. Right. But I'm always sort of, uh, I'm baffled by the layout of some of these older arenas because, Mm. and honestly it's not that old, but it, but it feels old in comparison to, um, places like ppg because the the feelings especially when you get up to that 300 level they're so low and it feels like you're walking through this cave almost even though you're all the way up at the top and then you enter this your seating level at the bottom and then you have to walk up to your seats instead of being at the very top of ppg and then you just walk straight down to your seat it's it's very different um And honestly, I was kind of disappointed in their beer selection. They had Mm. pumpkin on draft, but it was that was about the best it got. They had it was very very slim pickings, but that's honestly the least disappointing part of the night because yeah, we were there. The Penguins went up two nothing. They it was it was a pretty even contest for the most part. Buffalo was keeping themselves in the game, but. Yeah, they it was it was one of those classic third period collapses from the Penguins. And wow, it just like totally took the wind out of. Well, at least I mean, it put the wind back in the room for Buffalo. But for for us Penguins fans who were there, it was just so deflating to be like, oh, my God, Mm. three goals. You're going to give up three goals. You can't hold on to a two goal lead. My God.
1: In the third, again, you know, like it's that
0: always in the third. Yeah, that
1: that was kind of last season in a, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I mean, folks will say it's more than just last season, but there was something particularly, especially, poison feeling about that phenomenon in in the 22, yeah. 23 uh, campaign. You know, I was that was the game when the goal goes in off a Carlson stick.
0: Mm -hmm. Am I remembering correctly? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm
1: actually looking at the the following matchup right now, but uh, I do recall the perfect deflection off of Carlson's stick past Nadelkovich.
0: Yeah. The only positive, the only positive about Buffalo's scoring was that Jeff Skinner tallied one of the goals, and the only reason that we went to that game was because he changed his goal song to that high school musical number. <laughs> and my friend Chris and I were messaging back and forth whenever that happened earlier in the season. It may have been in October. Yeah. And he was like, we should go to Buffalo for a game. And I was like, we should. And then he was like, wait, Black Friday. And then it happened. Oh, oh right,
1: right, right. Just yeah. to hear that so, goal song.
0: Yeah, and we got to hear it. So that was, that was fun. But also, like, God almighty, would have rather seen the Penguins win than... Here yeah. soaring and flying,
1: yeah. They they really. Uh, it's just another one of those moments where they achieve and then fall short mid game.
0: Achieve, yeah. Achieve.
1: Uh, all right. Well, look. W- the other thing from that game, maybe that maybe one other positive takeaway, and no disrespect meant to the player or their family who were probably worried for their personal safety at the time, but. In the preseason mas- matchup that the Pens had with the Sabres, I think it was preseason, wasn't it? Where yeah. Krebs and the other player just sandwiched the heck out of Latang behind the goal mm. along the boards.
0: Yeah. And Crosby,
1: wow. maybe that was a regular season game and Crosby went and had the.
0: No, fight. it was preseason. It was preseason.
1: I know yep. I was in, I think I was there for it, unless it was, that was on the road as well.
0: No, I think it was in Pittsburgh. It was, at sure home. It was in Pittsburgh. Yeah.
1: Well, this is the kind of information that we give you here on Fly Penguins Fly. We're not really sure if it's a home game or an away game, but we remember the play. You seem to recall pretty pretty confidently that it was a home game. I, I for some reason, I can't, I can't yeah. call up the uh, photographic memory of the jersey colors. So, boy, Latang gets back, gets a piece of Peyton Krebs the
0: mm-hmm. other night,
1: and rings his bell, purchases Krebs. A Krabby Patty, one way ticket to another dimension and a Krabby Patty, a Krabby. Did you say Krabby Patty?
0: Yeah. Krabby Patty.
1: Wow. Gosh. Uh, My nephew, Riley, we ended up watching some, some SpongeBob together. Actually, it was season one, episode one, because we just hit play. They, we looked up Christmas stuff to watch. Mm. And mm-hmm. SpongeBob in a Santa hat came up like an episode and I clicked it, but it just started the SpongeBob series from the very oh. beginning. It's a little misleading. You know, I wanted to get
0: a get, little, but those early days of SpongeBob are unmatched.
1: Incredible. I will say as yeah. an original Ren and Stimpy fan, SpongeBob yeah. always seemed to me like they were picking up the torch from Ren and Stimpy in in a really good way. Obviously, I'm a fan of of both. So, Yeah. Okay. OK, the other the other game that happened uh, m- even more recently that I thought it would be worth mentioning was this pretty big time win over the Maple Leafs. I don't think anyone was expecting anything on the back half of a back to back, although the Pens had won their previous back half impressively. So why not beat the yeah. Leafs? Right. Yep. Yeah. Get one for Kyle Dubas, and Jason Spezza. Eric Carlson to me, you know, is, is a big story here because it wasn't just him deflecting that goal in against Buffalo for a couple few games there. I had sort of felt like EK was backsliding a little bit. I think an, another turnover of Carlson's possibly in the previous game before the Buffalo matchup had led to, to a goal against, he just, he just was wobbly to me there for a couple of, couple of games. Not so uh, as much, although actually you know what was it a Carlson turnover that led to the second Toronto goal?
0: I believe so it was a it was a bit of a careless pass it gave it gave Toronto the ice that they needed to skate it back and and score, yeah, but I don't know, and I think for me, I'm not necessarily uh, early throughout the season, I'm not really paying attention to. A ton of other teams especially in in the you know western conference and eric carlson obviously played for ottawa before he played for san jose
1: yeah but
0: a lot of what a lot of my experience with eric carlson as a player was seeing his highlights and realizing geez, this guy's so good at hockey oh yeah but when we acquired him or even before that when people started talking about can the penguins snag Carlson this season. That would be wild. The thing that was always coupled with the good play by him is the high risk play that, that accompanies all like he's, he's so good because he's always taking such big risks. And sometimes, Yeah. yeah, he, he turns the puck over and sometimes he loses the plot. And, but people were all like, people were saying, yeah, we're going to probably see a lot of like eight to seven wins for the penguins, like lo- high scoring. Right. right. And
1: we'll see so about that. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. We, we, uh, it hasn't happened yet, but I, yeah, but I know so what like, you mean.
1: And he, he's yeah, got you, the skating to back it up. He's got the offense to back it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When you, when you get a guy like Carlson, you do kind of have to take the bad with the good. And yeah, for me, I was cer- just kind of like, okay, so, take it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, so I, I can, yeah, I understand what you're saying about him thinking maybe he was backsliding, but at the same time I was like, I don't know, this kind of feels like what people were saying we were going to get with him. Just like, it's a good point. Yeah.
1: You're going to sweat it out a little bit to, to get the mm -hmm. good with the bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And And of course the penguins won. Yeah. Like I, I was telling my friends on the way home from Buffalo yeah, the Penguins shouldn't win this game tonight, so they probably will. And yeah. they did. And they looked really good, honestly. I mean, there were a couple stretches in there where it was like, oh, this team, especially in the first period with the power play. The power play just sucks. It's so bad. It's so and bad. Head-scratchingly bad.
1: And oh. e- even, even worse is the fact that in the last few games, I've seen the Penguins – realize consciously once we've got ourselves set up or even if it's kind of on the rush but particularly if if they've got the power play set up neatly the first chance they're getting pucks going on net you know sometimes they're starting that second unit the malkin unit as a way to maybe kind of wear the pk down and then Mm -hmm. bring the crosby unit out but like i'm seeing a gino shot happen quick or or you know Latang is pulling the trigger quick on that first shift or if they've started the first unit first which obviously theoretically should be just as deadly although it's been blown yeah. up so crazily that you barely even mm-hmm. recognize these 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 power play Gosh. units yeah so at least they're getting pucks on net it's not going in the back of the net they're what the worst play, the, the worst team uh power play Probably. wise in, in the NHL yeah. at this point it's, it's so bad it's storybook bad, like mm-hmm. really terrible. But that said, in the Buffalo loss, something you said triggered a memory. Okay. It was that after, was it Skinner's goal? The first of the three, I think it was Skinner. The Penguins seemed to settle back down to me. So they were up mm. 2-1 at that point in the Buffalo, in the Buffalo game. Mm-hmm. they just gotten scored on. It didn't feel like a good goal against, but mm-hmm. they regrouped and I thought they were still very much the better team in that oh, third yeah. period. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't play panic. It didn't feel like Buffalo had totally, this wasn't until a little later in the period that it felt like Alex Tuck show was getting going and that he might have yeah. two or three goals <laughs> to cap things off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the Penguins really hung in there to me and kept clogging up the ice, kept playing this sort of new brand of defensively responsible hockey that it seems Mike Sullivan has instituted ever since that big five-game skid uh, that really yeah. started off. And that's it. You know, I just wanted to say that even though they, lo- they lost that game, it's another positive takeaway for me was that I didn't really feel like they got slapped around. It's It's just the specific mistakes that led to each mm-hmm. goal. Um, maybe later on, maybe by the time the game had been evened up at two apiece, then you're saying, sure, we're in somebody else's barn. Now we've kind of lost the plot. You gave, you could sort of give. you could sort of give up one goal because of course they're going to make a push. Buffalo's no, no pushover this season and hasn't been now for, for a good couple of years. But, uh, but I hear you about the Toronto game also. They probably shouldn't win this game. So they probably will. And, and and I, and I agree what I was able to watch. And I can remember at least a couple of post Thanksgiving family visit moments where I had to hide my phone or, uh, got sort of shamed for watching the game. I wasn't able to watch every second of it. So glad they got the win. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool for, for Kyle Dubas also that, uh, him and him and Achari particularly that they got to beat their old team.
0: Yeah, it was a good game. And I think just one final thought on the Buffalo game. Yeah, I don't think that game would have been as alarming or concerning if the mm-hmm. Penguins hadn't developed a habit of losing, just totally imploding in the third and losing leads exactly. and losing the games. Like if that was just a one-off situation, mm-hmm. absolutely. that That kind of game happens to teams, like especially when you're playing in their house. Their fans were very, I mean, their fans were amped about that game. So Mm. yeah, it's, you know, you, you lose a game like that every now and then, not a big deal, but it's the fact that it's so habitual for this team that they lose that way. And they've lost so many meaningful games that way. Um, And and
1: there are some games, like I'm looking back at the schedule right now, you blank the golden Knights, Mm -hmm. the previous Sunday. Now I'm looking at the app so I can actually see all these wins and losses. The Ranger game, I think the reason we lost to the Rangers had nothing to do with Jonathan Quick. That was 20 plus block shots by the Rangers. Mm-hmm. The Penguins were peppering New York in that game. I think the yeah. Penguins easily could have won that game three or four to one. That was really mm-hmm. the kind of night that it felt like. I'm not, and Tristan Jari had a, had a, Bang up game. I thought he looked yeah. He only had one
0: goal in, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, And it was super early in the game, right? Wasn't it? Mm -hmm. That basically the whole night was played one nothing New York. And I've
0: and we did get a shot. We got a shot in, but it was called back for offsides. That's right. Yep.
1: It was. It was. It was kind of a weird one. So Mm -hmm. I say kudos to the to the Penguins in that game. Maybe you could say, well, why are so many shots getting blocked? I don't know. That Rangers lineup is cup caliber. Good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are really, and we're not going to talk about Jacob Truba swinging his God, stick like a baseball sucks. bat into Trent Frederick. Can, we, speaking of things I want to punt into the sun for the sake Jacob of the Truba? sport. Yeah. Vander Kane, <laughs> Jacob Truba. Okay. We, the list could uh, go on here. Um, God, Games we haven't talked about because the podcast didn't come out last week during the Thanksgiving time. You lose to the Devils. You lose to the Canes. The Canes game—you can't. The Penguins can't win a close game against these Hurricanes. We know that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, they were—they mm-hmm. were, were going to have to double, triple up the score in order to beat that team. It didn't happen. And and, and the and the Devils look. Of course, the Devils depleted as they were. No Hughes, no Heisher, no Meyer. Of course, the Penguins are going to lose that game. Didn't Jesper Bratt? uh yeah. Didn't Jesper Bratt score in this one? I, I think, think he so. Did. He that feels oh, like he, a lifetime oh, ago. Oh. It, it was. You mean the first time that he scored against the Penguins, and then never didn't score against the Penguins yeah. every other time they face each other?
0: Constant.
1: Yeah. Okay. So look, we're just we're just kind of doing a bit of a recap for you here. Coming up tonight uh, on the road, Penguins mm-hmm. at Preds, a place where you've spent quite a bit of time in Nashville.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Jordan. Oh, I forgot that I have. I've seen games there. I was going to say
1: something, but have you seen a?
0: Penguins. No, I have not seen, the not Penguins not seen a Penguins play pe- there. So you yeah, know,
1: I think you were, you were right on there. You were.
0: I was still, I was still in. telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Something yeah. I want to mention before we go. Coach firing in Minnesota. Coach hiring in Minnesota. Right. So Dean Evason, head coach of the Minnesota Wild, after a loss on Sunday, uh, this is according to Michael Russo on the Athletic, looked as exasperated mm. as ever. And then the next afternoon, he's let go. Now I'm not mentioning this because I think Mike Sullivan's job is in jeopardy. I don't actually. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Sullivan yeah. has done a pretty bang up job addressing the issues that have plagued the Penguins so far, and they're picking up a win here and there. So the Penguins mm-hmm. are the Penguins are at least t- toddling their way through yeah. a tough situation right now. However, uh, also fired, and I have to double check the Bob Woods. The former defensive coach in Minnesota was fired along with Dean Evison, hired in their collective place, former Wilkesbury coach, former Devils coach, former Preds coach, John Hines. And I know there's this kind of joke going around on hockey Twitter right now, like how many more teams are going to hire this guy thinking that he's the answer. But for our purposes, it's the firings that hit home. Right mm-hmm. now, uh, you've got to think that Kyle Dubas has been at least sending some texts about finding a replacement for Todd Reardon right now.
0: You would hope, honestly, because um, yikes, like the one thing that he's been tasked with mm. on this team is the worst aspect of their game. And it shouldn't be. It just absolutely shouldn't be. Like you, you can talk until you're blue in the face about how this team's older. They're not as fast as they used to be. But the yeah. skill is still there. And if you have mm. a man advantage, if you have a five on three, on. you need to convert that Come most on. of the time, most yeah. of the time you should yeah. be. And then like, you should at least have like half, like 50% success on the power play yeah. with, the, with the names that you have, like, yeah. and the talent that you have. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous that it is as bad as it is. And, you know, it's
1: and they've sure. got they've got strong young fast legs too. So mm-hmm. they do. Our oldest guys, Jeff Carter, uh, excluded, mm-hmm. are Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, none of whom are having any problems playing a good game this nope. year. Crosby's yep, great. up in the top, you know, ten percent of scores in the league. Malkin has had a little bit of a dip. Everybody check out Rob Rossi's little Q and A with. Evgeny Malkin in the locker room or wherever it was the other day, kind of fun to hear it. And what I love about the way Rob writes Gino, he doesn't edit Malkin's English
0: mm. for the
1: publication. He transcribes Malkin's English for the publication. So we actually get to hear that that quintessential Gino speak. Yep. Very neat. And, and you know, Malkin feels that he needs to, I won't reveal the article in in, in full, but it just... He needs to be better. There's certain things he talks about that that he wants to improve on. Anyway, I couldn't agree with you more. We've got we've got the strength, the speed, the legs. We also have the age. But so far, that's only really manifesting itself in positive ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Which of Mm -hmm. these, quote unquote, super old players that we expected anything from? Again, no offense, but Carter excluded are we really not getting any production from? No one. Mm-hmm. They're all producing. Yep. Letang is settling nicely into the role of kind of the defensive defenseman for the time being, but he's getting mm-hmm. his he's getting his apples here and there and a goal or two. And I'm, I don't want anyone to think that I'm dark on Eric Carlson. I'm just noting the backslide uh, from yeah. from a couple of the previous games. Does get the game winner. I don't think I actually officially mentioned it. Does get the game winner and the most recent Pittsburgh Penguins goal. 3-2 win yeah. over the maple leafs going in and take on the preds tonight and uh i think that's it i do recall uh, in my last visit to nashville there's like the acoustic guitars at grun guitars a big beautiful guitar oh, yeah. shop there and then they have kind Been of there, this yep. special room in the back you open mm-hmm. the big heavy doors there's a humidifier in there and it's like you want to play willie nelson's dad's guitar or something you can sure yep. you can play it there and it's just it's enormous the sign on the back of the wall uh simply says, let's go, Pens.
0: Let's go, Pens.